This is About to Drop, a podcast where I interview independent artists about music that they're about to release. In each episode, I'll have a conversation with a new artist to talk about where they came from, how they got started in music, and most importantly, what they're going to be releasing next. We'll cover all sorts of topics, including the writing process, recording, producing, and even things like marketing, branding, and promotion. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of About to Drop. I'm here with Carson Hoy. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, this is the end of my day over here. You're over in uh, Vancouver, was it? Vancouver, Canada, yes. So you're what, like three hours behind us then, right? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm on, I'm on. I'm in uh, East Coast time. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool. So, um, studio looks pretty cool. Is this uh, like? Did you build it out out of your home? Yeah. Yeah. This is all my setup. It's just like over time and learning how to set up a studio and get everything placed correctly and mm-hmm. all the right. So. Yeah, I had a um, I had a songwriter over a few days ago and. He was like, oh, man, like, your space is great. Like, you know, I've just got, like, a little laptop and uh, interface yeah. that I've been using. I was like, yeah, man, but, like, this has, like, been growing for, like, the past <laughs> 12 years. You know, I started in, like, my mom's basement with just, like, a shitty computer and Fruity Loops. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's what I had before with just, like, a, a portable table from Costco. Mm-hmm. Just a, like a picnic table type thing. So, yeah. like, it's... It's funny, it's not that much different than it originally was because the core components are the same. All you need is speakers, computer, mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, it's the little adjustments, just getting things at ear level and the proper placement of foam and things like that. that mm-hmm. You can only tell when, you, when you've actually built up some skill over a while that that does make a difference, but at the start, you can't really tell. No. Yeah, you're. That's another thing I was talking to him about. Like your ear gets like so much more like refined over years, and like just for like tiny little things, like, yeah, like like saturation or like EQ bumps or like compression, you start to like hear all that stuff after a while. Yeah, which I definitely did not. I would just throw that shit on and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, very cool. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory, like? from Vancouver yet, but like, how'd you get into music? How long you've been doing it? Um, just like the whole, the whole thing. I, uh, I started playing songs on like a Casio keyboard when I was four years old and stuff, just kind of figuring out the music I was hearing on the radio and everything just by ear. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I was really inspired by the Beatles. I wanted to be a drummer because of Ringo. Mm -hmm. I saw some videos of the Beatles on TV and I thought that was really cool so I hassled my parents for a drum set and they were like uh, I don't know and then so I built drums out of pans and boxes and things and so I'd bring a little drum set to my brother's hockey games mm-hmm. and I'd be playing and get people to give me money and stuff and <laughs> then eventually I was like hey can I get this this toy drum kit and my parents went sure and then and then they bought me a real drum kit so for Christmas, when I was six years old, I got a real set of drums. And then my older brothers, I have two, they, uh, they got a bass and a guitar. So we started a family band. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of playing around the Vancouver area. And 
years went on, I was playing drums. I wanted to be the best drummer on earth, so I started teaching drum lessons when I was 12 to like older kids mm -hmm. and uh, playing in talent shows. And then I started winning talent shows. And then in high school, I was in jazz band and everything, and so I was in the honor bands and all that kind of stuff. But I started listening to electronic music like Daft Punk and stuff, mm -hmm. and I thought this is pretty interesting and it seems like these guys can make all the music themselves because I had all the music in my head but I wasn't able to do everything I wanted to do with the drums alone mm -hmm. so and then being the little brother I wasn't about to be like do this yeah. like it, it but, wasn't going to work I'm, I'm the like, older brother that shit doesn't fly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so I'm like hey you could like do this on the guitar and like yeah, yeah, it's like state of the drums, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make the whole track myself one day. I just, I didn't know how I was going to do it, so I didn't, I didn't even know what music production was, and DJing was like, that was a completely new idea to me. I'd never seen a DJ show or anything. I didn't know how that worked. I'd only seen bands and things, so in, in grade six and seven, I started thinking about DJing, and then uh, when I was 13, started DJing started producing part-time and never knew what a tutorial was or anything. I just kind of fooled around with a demo version of Fruity Loops for mm -hmm. like three years and then uh, started recording friends and stuff, rapping. And so then I started a DJ career when I was 14. I was like DJing parties and getting paid to do it and got all my own equipment and was in an EDM group in a pop band then I stopped drumming and then I was in like a hip-hop group and eventually I just said I'm ready to do it myself and produce myself sing myself record everything and really just trial and error learn how to make all the sounds myself and yeah now now I'm here after like one year straight of just pushing out my, my music and trying to get better and better at production. And there's so many, if what, what I would say is it feels like you're in the middle of an ocean and you're just, you're like, I have no, I, I can't see land. I have no idea what I'm doing. And all I'm hearing is like the best music ever. And I got to just get there. Mm -hmm. I got to, I don't know. I have no clue how this is going to happen, but it was just one little thing at a time just hearing a drum sound or guitar or a certain type of song. So I, I have different types of songs. I have three songs out right now. One's a psychedelic rock song. One's a EDM song. And then this current one, So Sweet, that just came out, is a super like radio pop, Maroon 5 style, mm -hmm. bubblegum kind of sounding song and yeah. so I thought I don't my my sound has been developing as I've been developing as a person with my brand mm -hmm. and that that was the hardest thing because being a drummer in the very back all all my life really from when I was six years old to 18 and then a DJ where I'm not singing I'm not playing my own music I'm playing other people's stuff and then I had to officially put my name on it and say this is my brand this is who I am so right now I'm I'm much more comfortable with myself and showing people what I want to 
want to present in my songs and their their true stories and stuff like so sweet was literally written to a girl that song wasn't going to come out mm-hmm. I, like I, I gave her this doll so that there's like this doll of me in this uh, little box over here and uh, I wrote the song I, I thought I and like <laughs> yeah so I, I gave her this doll <laughs> so funny like I don't know if you can say yeah <laughs> so, like, it was just like me. so so yeah, gave her this doll and, and wrote the song for her and I don't know, it straight up says her name in the song. Like, I just kept it in there. Yeah. Like it didn't end up working out. Like, it was just like, you know, like an online kind of like we we met each other and then we talked and, and so I was like like we just joked around like she said, Well, you could write a song for me and she said it all quick and I was like Yeah. And I I hadn't even put out a song mm-hmm. but as myself and but I thought yeah, well, it wouldn't hurt. Like I've always wanted to write a song for someone, just because that that was kind of like an intimidating thought to have someone, especially someone that I like have a crush on that mm-hmm. I'm gonna like talk to. And so I thought that'd be an interesting challenge for me to like write a song to a girl. And then once I started doing that, and I thought, well, no one's gonna hear it, just her. But it's only her. And then it felt like, oh, it's it's like a funny joke, even if she doesn't like it. It's like, like well. Who wouldn't like a song written directly to them? Mm-hmm. So I sent it to her, and she's like, "Oh, this is great!" And then I went, "Man, I can just, I can do a whole song myself." Like it, it was really just me wanting to try that for the first time. So now I'm like, I want to write songs for all sorts of people. Like the, the manager at the the bar that I'm DJing at was like, <laughs> "I don't like this song," and I was like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "No." Nah. I mean, like, I, it's good, it's catchy, but, like, I don't like it. And so I'm, like, thinking of writing him a song. Like, I just want to write everyone a song. What do you like? Because I like all kinds. I like reggae and pop and rock and metal and EDM. So I'm, like, looking to try all sorts of things, but it's really centered around pop. Mm-hmm. Like, that's throughout the years. Throughout the years, DJing, playing bands, it's just been... It's been so clear to me that pop music is what can really it can really get into anyone's anyone's uh, playlist. Like yeah, and yeah, it's right. like the most powerful music in my opinion because it can draw the most people together, which is what I think is really cool about it. So I like making just really catchy songs and and then throwing some twist in there because it's like I don't just want to make whatever's been happening like there's a couple there'll be a couple lines in the songs that that are kind of like like not maybe not so pc or something and they're kind of like sideways for a second uh, like mm-hmm. doing stuff like that like in the in this song in so sweet it's like if you stop talking to me i'll commit suicide <laughs> like that's, i say that right before the first chorus and I just thought that was a hilarious, like, over-exaggeration of, mm. of what, when you're talking to a girl and you're like, like, hey, how you doing? And, then, and you kind of like, please don't stop talking to me. <laughs> she's like, please, please don't. And I'm like in the middle of writing this song, but I'm not, I'm not telling her that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, please, like, please, this would be a huge waste of time. <laughs> so, yeah, just like, I thought like, and, and I'm like, is that like, okay, like, would people, is this, is this going to fly? Like, if I say this in my song, and then, well, you know, Sean Kingston had beautiful girls, and he said suicide, I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I like throwing stuff in there that's, like, 
you know, maybe people would be like, oh. I think it's like how you say it too, you know, like, and like the context of, of the rest of the song and, and where you place it. So as long yeah. as you have that, okay, then I think it won't be too shocking. I think people will know yeah, that you're like not being serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so you, you mentioned that you have like a few, you have a few singles out and they're all in like different genres. Is, yeah. is that, um, are you trying to like figure out what works for you or do you, are you purposely trying to put out things just in different genres? I originally didn't know what I was going to do. So I thought this would be a good way to, to figure out where I sit. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I'm making, I have an album coming out. It's like a lot of, it sounds retro, like 80s style mm-hmm. mixed with modern pop. So I think that's the center of what I'm going for. But I get really bored really fast. Like obviously coming from rock and metal, EDM, hip hop, like I don't, I don't care how I make a song. So I think it would be really cool to have a career where I can just do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so in, in my opinion, I want to, I think that I should challenge myself to go make a reggae song and then make a pop song and a rock song. Like I want to make a whole rock album. I, I just have all these ideas. Like just because as a DJ, I play pretty much everything. And, and there's always, there's like, there's bangers in so many genres. There's just, there's always a song that's so cool, but it's, I wouldn't play a whole set like that. Like it's, mm-hmm certain sounds that I, I'm really interested in so I'll, I'll want to make a whole song based off one guitar sound that I hear mm-hmm. and I'm like that doesn't really work in other styles of music but I'd like to do that and then eventually blur them together yeah so I have, like I've been I've been playing a lot of Indian music because in Surrey I, I just live right outside of Vancouver and there's tons of Indian people living in my area so I grew up hearing Indian music all the time. My friends are Indian. And so when I DJ, I'll be playing Indian music, and people are like, man, you know Indian music? Like, you're a white boy. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, like, it's sick. Like, there's so many cool sounds in it, mm-hmm. and they sing a different way, and sometimes the time signature will kind of go off a bit, and, like, there's things that mm-hmm. we don't really do in Western music as much, so I'm really looking to blend together, uh, I mean, Indian music and... Spanish music, they they blend together and dance hall. Like they all have the mm-hmm. same kind of rhythms and everything. And mm-hmm. I just don't hear people connecting the dots like that. And I think I'm I'm in a pretty multicultural place. Like we have people from all over the world. Like my friends are from Russia and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, it's a huge cultural thing around here. But we're not mixing the music as much. So I, yeah. I think just from where I'm from, it's like there's there's no reason to stick to one style and it, it would actually I think it would actually be the wrong thing to do like I'm, I'm seeing like when I DJ it's like if I could just make enough songs that I could put in a DJ set but it would just be a show I can just sing it mm-hmm. like I'm coming from drumming and DJing and so now I'm singing for the first time and I'm like I can do this like a DJ set hmm that's interesting so I, yeah, I'm like really trying to figure this out. Yeah, right. You had mentioned that like when you were DJing, or do you still DJ? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had mentioned that there's like bangers in like every genre. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you been able to identify what makes the banger in each genre? Is there like a through line between all the genres that like they all have a great song or they all have a great hook or something like that that makes them bangers? Yeah. yeah so it's their UK. Like I'm telling you, you go back through all the the sickest songs in each genre that are the biggest hits that that you can play in 10 or 20 years. They're mixed super well. They they hit super hard. Like September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's a classic, yeah. Like it's so. Yeah. Like the the mix was stellar on that track, and like Love Shack by the B52s or like. Uh, next episode by Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. or Yeah by Usher, or Get Low by Lil Jon. Like they're those those particular tracks like all the biggest tracks and there's some that kind of lack a bit but they're so good in other areas that it doesn't really matter like i think hips don't lie by shakira is like one of the like i i played it one time like i didn't think it was a song everyone wanted to hear or something like i didn't know mm-hmm. when i was a teenager I, someone requested it or something and i thought okay and and it was like whoa like everyone loved it and i thought okay this like it's a dynamic song that's extremely catchy and it's not it's not trying to do something that they know you'll like i think hmm. the key to making something that's really cool cuz there's there's songs that people love but then there's this kind of like oh you're playing that song mm-hmm. like there's there's a kind of feeling that people get when they know that the song has been catering to them. Like, there's a, there's a new, I mean, like, there's some new Justin Timberlake songs and stuff that are, I feel like they're trying to go for something, mm-hmm. but it's traction back in the day that I don't think we're trying to go for something. I think that they were just being it. Yeah. And it just happened organically or something. And uh, one track that I've been thinking is, like, the center track, everyone's, Everyone's cool with it's it's good on any dance floor. It's not production wise, it's not cheesy and it's not dated is American Boy by Estelle and Kanye West. I think there's kind of a there's kind of a median like it's not cheesy and it's not in your face and it's not like too produced and it's not too underproduced and it's it's mixed well and it's catchy and it's memorable and it's unique and there's like there's this coolness factor that a song has when people haven't overheard it or they I don't know there's it's it's so complicated but I'm I'm trying to break <laughs> it down all the time yeah. and being a DJ like playing the songs over and over to different dance floors and different different cultures like there's so many different cultures and ages that I played for I played for like 2 year olds to 75 year olds mm-hmm. and like and I've really I've really like done the work trying to figure out the different crowds like I, I did I did the uh, I think it's the Finnish Independence Day or something I, sure. I did something I've, I've played events that are like hey you want to do this and I'm like <laughs> like okay and, and they're like really like you you have you have finished music? I'm like, no. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out. And 
I did a like a house party for a for a Spanish speaking family for a forty year old woman's birthday, mm-hmm. and I just said I've never even played Spanish music before. Like, well, I'll learn, <laughs> and it was just like, like, I just go into the fire just in the middle of a situation that's like super difficult to mm-hmm. do, and you know, like have the floor clear because I make a mistake or something, and I'm like, I just want to see like that's the best way to know, but other people aren't willing to, to do that. And obviously, like, Indian music and stuff, like, what what, what place do I have doing that? Mm-hmm. But I've learned, and I've seen, I've seen what works and how to mix these songs together with all different styles, and, like, that's a... I think... I didn't think that DJing was going to be, like, such a big thing for learning about music and how it works, but, yeah, there's... There is through lines, and it's to do with the sound quality. The it needs to get to the point. Like there's some great tracks that have super long intros and stuff. Like like push it by Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. It's like the intro is like it's like two minutes long. <laughs> I mean, like, like hey, can you play push it? I'm like sure. And then like I'm just standing like I'm like man. And people like uh, mumble rap. People will ask for a mumble rap song, and and they won't even dance to it. They'll they'll hear the first and they go oh and they're like this is the song, and then it's so it's so transient like it's just mm. it's here today, and then maybe next week we're not talking about that song and like that's I have nothing against it. I'm just like that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Like we're making songs a mile a minute for Spotify or something in this era or SoundCloud yeah. or something. Often they're poorly mixed, so that's one mark down. So like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily hit as hard, or you can't really hear the lyrics or whatever. You need to be able to hear the lyrics. That's like songs without lyrics, or that. I mean, I love house music and everything, but it just doesn't get to as many people. You, you need to be able to sing. Like people mm-hmm. love singing, and I feel like if you can sing to it, dance to it if it's relatable and it's not cheesy and it's not like too in your face and on the nose with some kind of message mm-hmm. like it's really trying to prove something to you at least that's what I like and I know there's a lot of songs that have sappiness or, uh, or they're telling a message like super on the nose and I yeah. think that's fine sometimes but I'm, I'm willing to have songs in my in my repertoire that aren't that aren't like exactly what I think is the best kind mm-hmm. of song because you know that's good to have sometimes but. yeah that's a good point like especially about the songs being too on the nose I think I don't think people like being told what to think I think they like to arrive there you know and like put it together for themselves yeah it makes them more engaged it you know makes them have to think about it more uh, mm-hmm. like it draws them into the song more I forget, I forget yeah. where I heard it but like um, I think it was like uh a writer for Pixar or something like that. He he would say, uh, "You want to give the audience the two plus two. You don't want to give them the four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you want to give them all the pieces to, and then have them arrive at yeah. the conclusion. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a good yeah. insight. I I think a lot about stuff like Pixar movies and things because they they nail them. Yeah, like, they're 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 just firing on all cylinders like. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're not yeah. like they'll 
they'll erase everything and go back to the start if they don't think it's hitting properly. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's how I see making music. I'm like, we're going to get to do this once. I thought before, I used to think, why couldn't the Beatles have gone back and recorded their first album again? Like, it didn't sound as good as the later ones. And then, then I realized once I got into the groove of making music, I'm not going back. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. That's like, I used to think it was just like, uh, like designing a, like a new shoe or like a, I thought it was like a designing thing, but it's not like that. It's it's like, it's not a manufactured thing as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone can do that later, but like I need to keep the tap running, or mm-hmm. else it, like if I think about something else. So like, it's good to get it done right the first time and make it like every part of this. And yeah, I think there's so many things to consider. Like you you don't want to force feed someone the message mm-hmm. and you want them to figure it out and I think strangely enough there's production stuff that's it's like that there's no words but people are like hearing I don't know there's like certain horn sounds and cer- certain synths and stuff that are like okay synthesizer okay yeah like, yeah. Uh-huh. like okay that's a synthesizer like I, I don't want it to sound so obvious all the time and so like in your face and and like I straight up make songs that have some sounds in there like that because I'm like I think that's like what this genre needs or whatever and then like I've made songs myself and then listen to them and go okay it's like maybe maybe I need to just stick to one genre or keep doing this and like piecing things together I think I'm going to make something that's really great from doing this from just trying to mm-hmm. figure out the different sounds and like there's I don't know keep it tasteful right make sure right. like it's it's hard to explain but I think you know what I'm getting at I think so um but yeah well, what is what is your writing process like or sp- specifically for um for so sweet how did that come together oh I was like Okay, I'm, I'm like, what are chords that will make me feel the way that I feel about this girl? Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I was writing something that was a little more like deep. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, hey, no, this is really, this is really just a cute thing that's going on. Like we're, we're talking every day, mm-hmm. and we're like super excited to talk to each other. And I'm like, I want to make something that's a little happy. So it ended up just being like a really standard happy chord and then I started writing (laughs) the first line is uh, I want to take you on a date and buy you all the pasta (laughs) because she we were like talking like what kind of food do you like because I wanted to take her somewhere but I was like like setting up a date but not really Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she knew knew, by the way (laughs) she knew knew what you were doing (laughs) Oh yeah, probably yeah. But, so I'm like, yeah, like what kind of food do you like? <laughs> like, like, oh, I like pasta. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And so like first line, like pasta. I'm like, what rhymes with pasta? And then, and I'm like, and my songwriter brain, like usually would have been like, okay, everyone's gonna see this. It needs to be, it needs to. Be. I'm like, yeah. okay, what? I'm like, think like Eminem right now. I'm like, no, maybe nothing rhymes with pasta, but maybe fast. 
uh, like maybe there's something uh-huh. kind of like maybe I'll just say faster. And so, so like I ended up just saying, uh, what what is it's like. Like I love your face, so come here extra faster. Like I just I went through it. I'm gonna like so this song. I'm just I just went okay. And then once I said that, then I went okay. The whole song is just gonna be like it's gonna be like a children's song at this point. Like I'm mm-hmm. like screw it. And, and so I like doing that sometimes. But I think a really good uh, method for making a song if if it's if you're like freaking out because I was kind of freaking out is just making it funny. Hmm. Just for me, humor has always been able to like. If someone's in the booth or something, and like I, I have this technique when I'm recording singers where they'll be all uptight, and then first of all I do the thing where I'm like, okay, we're not recording, but I'm secretly recording because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and everyone knows that technique, but then I'll also like tell them to visualize something that's like really dumb, like I, I was like, okay, imagine a woman's running across. A grass field, but instead of the sound of her feet on the grass, there's like loud walking on a hardwood floor, and and then and then they're like, "What?" And like, just do it, okay? I'm like, okay. And then I like quickly start yeah. recording. Like, come on, I'm not ready. I'm like, come on, man. And then I like start getting mad at them. And like, and like, hey, imagine the running. And then they're like, that's stupid. And then they and then I'm like, don't laugh. And they're like. That's stupid, though. And then they start laughing a bit. And they're like, that's dumb. Like, why did you tell me to think of that? And, like, I'll start going, ah, and, like, laughing because I think that stuff's hilarious. I'm just stupid. <laughs> like, it's like SpongeBob SquarePants humor, like, something that's just ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I, I like to, like, there's often a room of people trying to write a song, and they'll be like, oh, but that's not right. That's not right. And then I'm like, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you, like, there's, there's, like, techniques in business where, if you're doing a brainstorming session, they'll say, throw out something ridiculous, because then everyone will go, that's stupid. And then one guy will go, well, we could technically do that. Like, someone will take it seriously for a second, mm-hmm. and then and then now your mind's open. Yeah. So, I like to I like to say something ridiculous to open the mind a bit. And then, when you listen to really popular songs, there's often something that's like, ridiculous in it mm-hmm. and you you wouldn't have written it because you would have been scared but now since it's in this big song it sounds like it was just planned like that but mm-hmm. like cameo back in the day would go ow and like stuff like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what made it so cool and and it's like we just go oh that's that's 80s stuff or that's that's 90s stuff and like but you don't realize like at the time that wasn't that wasn't what was happening, so they had to do something that would have been a bit funnier. You could critique it and be like, "Oh, it's stupid," but now it's now it's its own thing. And so I always think about, uh, like in in movies, when a band first makes a song, and they go, "That's not gonna work." I mean, it's like the, their biggest song, and yeah, like, uh... that's I always think, okay, this could be that thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna, because those are true stories, like. The, all those movies about bands and stuff, the story is true. Like, I'm sure you've seen, it's it's a lot more accurate than, than you originally imagined. Like, being successful in music is a lot more like that mm-hmm. standard, no one believes in me, and then one guy's like, hey, man, you're pretty good. And then, like, <laughs> you get discovered in some way. Like, it, it ends up being just like that. Like, And then, 
like recently, like I went to LA and like hung out in Hollywood and went to the parties and everything. I'm like, it's just like the movies. Mm -hmm. Like this is, like, yeah, I, I don't, I never say never now. I don't think that's ridiculous. That's a made up story. I'm like, you know, you never know what could happen. Like mm -hmm. this could be a big song. Someone could pick it up and say, hey, and show everyone like, I don't know, they're all the standard marketing techniques and the people say you need this kind of promotion you need and then like some some guy does this and they go oh no you should do this right, so right. Like, i don't know like i i don't know how the songs come together differently every time mm -hmm. i don't have a real because i do everything I sometimes i work on a track this one i was working on this one for like a straight year because mm -hmm. i didn't know like I was gonna do with it, it was. I thought it was just for the girl, and then and then someone's like, "Hey man, it's like pretty catchy." And I went, "Okay." And, <laughs> like, oh man, she's gonna see this, but whatever. It's even more interesting than. It's funny. My 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 wife like asks me like every week to write a song for her. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. yet. <laughs> you haven't done one. I yet? haven't done one yet. Oh man, it's a. It's a cathartic experience. You're like, like what man? There was a. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I was, I, like, have you ever like been writhing? Like you just go, ah. <laughs> you're like, mm -hmm. uh, like you're trying to do something. Like I used to try and do my homework and be like, ah. like oh, I really don't want to do this. And like that's what it was like with the song. And then once <laughs> my brain switched and went, okay, I'm doing it. And then I, and then I was like. I love you, and it was like <laughs> to my to my Shakespearean self. Like uh -huh. <laughs> it, that's how it was. Like the moment that you finally do it, it's like okay. And then mm -hmm. and it wasn't scary. Now now like all my songs are about girls and stuff. I'm like that's super easy. Like I didn't think that I'd be doing that. I thought that's stupid. That's cheesy. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like it's uh, everyone has these same feelings. So it's just yeah, yeah. That's no, not cheesy at all. Yeah, like it's some of the best songs ever mm -hmm. written about. So, like, nice. It's good. It's good to expand the prompts, like mm -hmm. things that I can write about. So, that was, yeah, that, that was pretty sick trying that. And then, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm always trying to create some kind of new way of writing a song, mm -hmm. and. Like writing poetry first, or doing, doing just vocal and a guitar, or like, just a. I I feel, I feel like if you can do ten moves, then you can do the right move, when the time is right. So, that's definitely with DJing. Mm -hmm. That's what I learned. It's I can, I can play for an older crowd, and I can play for a really young crowd, and a. 20-year-old crowd or something, I've learned how the different crowds work, and then, like, a couple months ago, I was playing, and it was like, okay, there's a there's a 50-year-old's birthday, and I'm like, all right, so I, I'm calculating, okay, what are they going to want, and then a bunch of 19-year-olds came in, and I was like, okay, and people are looking at me like, oh, you're not going to, this ain't going to work, like, these, there's kids, like, mm -hmm. they're literal teenagers, and, and like, by the end, they were all dancing together because I was like, like I've, I've learned how to mix this with this, and I know where they'll combine. And mm -hmm. then 
know what songs the kids might know from maybe just a commercial or movie or like it was like and they ended up all having fun so I think when the right time comes if I've trained myself in different styles of writing a song and different ways of starting then I think I'll be like a Swiss army knife of songwriting like I can mm-hmm. always pull something out at the the right time and doing it really quick or taking a long time like I've done it all ways mm-hmm. yeah I think um, you know DJing I mean I hadn't thought of it before but I, yeah, I think from what you're saying, especially like DJing is a gives you super useful insights to just like what songs work, how they work, why they work, like, and you can see yeah. real time how people are reacting to them, yeah. and also like different um, like demographics of people, you know, like old older folks or younger folks or men, women, whatever it might be, or ethnicities. Like, yeah. it gives you a lot of insight. That's really, that's it's really useful. You're basically profiling everybody. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just taking a quick look and going, "Okay, I'm gonna try this," and and that com- that's where the idea comes in about like you don't want to force feed someone too because you don't want someone to walk in a place and then all of a sudden this song comes on that's like a super obvious. Okay, you just walked in mm-hmm. like that. You're like, "Hey, <laughs> like, don't do that." <laughs> so you know, like I don't want to go into a place where it's Jamaican night. And, and I'm the only white person. I walk in, and then the DJ's like, "What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, sounds like an ACDC song?" Like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> so, so like you, you, you want to like think, what what does this person, what is this person going to legitimately connect with, that won't call them out? Like that's, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to make it obvious what you're doing, but you are watching a floor and like. There's there's DJs that just sit there with their hat down, and someone comes up and says, "Hey, could you play this?" And like, no request. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but you're not gonna learn. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone leaves the floor, you go, "This song's a classic." Mm-hmm. Like this, the real music. Like, no, it's not. Because yeah. you're not playing for the person who thinks that that's a classic. They're right here. Mm-hmm. So, I. I learned it's like a service industry, and that's really For like sure, yeah. you don't want to see it that way. But then, the more you do it, you realize like you are just serving. So, well, I think that's I, an ego thing too that some people may have. Like what? Like it could be an ego thing for some people, you know? Yeah, and I understand that for someone who's maybe never done anything else. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they haven't played an instrument in a band, and they haven't played different styles of music, and they haven't. They haven't failed. They haven't had a band break mm-hmm. up and like everyone quit on them and like the whole project. They haven't written and produced a song and then the guy said, "Ah," and then it never got released. Mm-hmm. Like I've had all sorts of things not work out and like, and so DJing is just my other like incarnation of, of my music. So I feel like there's other DJs who've never seen anything else in there. Kind of like. You need to stand up for yourself, man. Like you need to, and I'm like, I, I don't need to do anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll say, oh, you guys want this tonight? Like I'll do this because mm-hmm. that's, it's gonna make the night good. So I realized I was working for the business that I was playing at. Mm-hmm. Like I was, it's not about me. So, in music, I'm, I'm kind of having these flash forward feelings. Like, okay, I'm, I'm always playing this song. This is the big song that everyone loves. And then I thought, 
this must be how Paul McCartney feels. Always mm-hmm. having to play Blackbird or something like the rest of his life, he's going to be, hey guys, here's my new song, and everyone's going to go, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> what about Blackbird? And then yeah. there we go. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, this is probably the same feeling, so I should just enjoy this, even though I'm playing the same track week by week for literal years. Mm-hmm. And I think I can play a remix of it, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure the original is the best. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm, I'm studying bands that have to play the same song for years, and I'm like, kind of thinking, am I prepared for that? Like, what if So Sweet blew up, and then this is the song now? And like, am I going to be singing about pasta? So I'm like, <laughs> I need to be like mentally you feel like an asshole. <laughs> what? You feel like an asshole in ten years? Like, oh man. Yeah. I'd be like, it's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I old past it, like I don't want to be up there when I'm 50. But then, but then I'm like, hey, how do I see it differently? Because what, like, how do I? Because they're gonna want it if that's what ends up happening. Like, so I'm just like, well, it's it's better to do it with my own music then, at least. So it's not someone else. I want someone else to be playing my song every week. Mm-hmm. I want that to. Be, well, okay, you need to play "Hips Don't Lie." Like that's the everyone loves that song. Like I want to play it. I want there to be a DJ that is out there promoting my music mm-hmm. because I've seen what it's like to be a DJ. Now you're you're a music promoter, and you're you're making it work for a crowd that you're playing for every week, and that's like that's like somebody being my evangelist mm-hmm. like all the time. So I've seen the power of a song and owning the song and making it yourself, and the music industry just like sits on a song mm-hmm. and the the Friday and Saturday at the club they sit on recorded music like it's so weird to think of it that way but mm-hmm. the whole night is based around there's going to be dancing there's going to be a party yeah so it's just I learned all that the whole music industry comes together at the, the song and then you can have a music video then you can have a tour merch everything so mm-hmm. just like hustling making my own songs and yeah, the the song is a foundation for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So so what is the uh, the plan for the next few months or the next year look like after this? Uh, well, you you have released it or is it a you have released it already, right? The song. Yeah. So what have you been yeah. doing to uh, to promote it, or you know what's been working, or what hasn't been working, or what what are you trying that's new? We did a music video, which is a. It's like a it's a looping video, so it's good for all platforms. So like for like Spotify and Instagram and everything. So there's a vertical version of it for the phone, and there's also a sixteen by nine version for YouTube and things. Mm-hmm. So that was I just thought let's do something that'll be that'll be different. That's not, it's not a full music video, but it's like a vibe of the song. So yeah, when yeah, you're listening, yeah. you can see this, and so. That did pretty well. Like I put it up and didn't really do any promo. Just put it on my on my social media and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I will be having it playlisted and everything. So it's gonna be it's gonna be promoted on Spotify and SoundCloud. And I'm coming up with some pretty some pretty funny ad ideas. So yeah. uh, like because I. I know that I have humor to offer, so I can put that into some videos and stuff, and just be like, 
hey, check out my song. Like I've had I've had this thought of just like putting an entire track in an ad, mm-hmm. just having it like play as soon as the ad's done. Like here, here's a song, and like you can stream it now. Or if you thought that was a funny commercial or something, just keep watching. Mm-hmm. And like I'm I'm just thinking of all different ideas to just keep it interesting and stuff. And then I got collaborations, my first real collaborations as a solo artist. So on Friday the 13th, I have a song coming out with Alicia Sky. Mm-hmm. So she's an artist from from LA and it's like it's like super pop, like pop radio, super radio. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it's sick. It's like EDM pop fusion and that was a collaboration online so she we've met and everything and we've hung out but she sent me the vocal and uh, partly written by Amira Gad who's who's a killer songwriter mm-hmm. and they sent me this over and no music or anything just the vocal and I was like okay and just like in one night just okay you need something I, so I just like didn't know what to do and came up with it and it was like it's like one of the best songs I think I've ever worked on. It's mm-hmm. like every time I show, I like this is this is solid. So I'm pretty stoked for yeah. that one. And then I got an entire album coming out this year. So it's a ten song album, and it's really like centered around the old school mixed with modern pop mm-hmm. in the EDM production sound. So uh, it's a lot of live instruments, lots of live guitars and drums and things and so I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm fired up about that. And then I straight up want to release that and then just get right to work on an EP, just a, like a garage band rock style EP and just mm-hmm. have one of my brothers play with me and like just kind of like Iggy Pop or something. Like I'm, I'm really inspired by 70s rock and everything and just how like nasty it sounded. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Like just if I just make pop songs that are – nasty recordings that are just quick and maybe not even quantized like just mm-hmm. just go for it record it live on the floor and see and just put it up as its own project and like I think I'm just going to be making more music than I've ever made ever because I've cleared everything out of my life and just said it's time for my for my artist career now mm-hmm. so that's this year it's just releasing <laughs> I'm like you get a song and you get a song. <laughs> like, everyone gets a song. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It sounds like you're gonna be busy. Uh, where where can people find you online? Like, where are you most active? You can go to CarsonHoy.com, or you can go to Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Just Carson Hoy, C A R S O N H O Y, and yeah, I got, I got three singles out, and I got lots of collaborations coming and. Yeah. That's that's really great. And uh the so the single's out now, the next the collaboration's coming out on the thirteenth. Yeah. Oh, this Friday. Mm-hmm. And it's called Blame It Blame It on Mercury. So it's about Mercury retrograde and it's uh-huh. like everything's destroyed in my life because Mercury retrograde and so it's coming out on Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> so it's like unlucky and everything. So it's kinda of, it's kinda of funny. And it's like yeah. hella catchy. And and you gotta listen to that production, yo. Yeah, I know for sure. I'm gonna keep an eye out for it. Uh, all right, man. Well, I, you know, this is awesome. I really appreciate you doing it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, if, unless there's anything else you want to like plug or, or or chat about, I think it's probably a good place to uh, to leave it. I think I said everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, yeah, I'm not I'm not sponsored by anyone yet. So uh-huh. okay, someone wants to sponsor me with some like denim. I wear denim a lot, so like uh-huh. shout out Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I don't know if Levi's listens, but. Fingers oh, crossed. Levi listen, my man. This is gonna pop off. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, well, well, cool, man. Thank you again for doing it. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Sure, mate. We'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of About to Drop. For more info, please go to our page www.vertigomusic. That's v-r-t-i-g-o music.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Thanks and see you soon.